Great, you got up here. You guys are clapping. You were like this. Clap. Come on, somebody. Don't be embarrassed. We're in the house of God. Come on now. It's a privilege. Who would have ever, who would have ever thought I'd be here doing a men's discipleship? How, first of all, I want to thank God. First of all, I want to thank God. And these tears are not of sadness. They're tears of gladness. I thank my pa I thank God, first of all. That's my pops right there, Pastor Edgy. I love him. He's seen something in me when I came in 2010. And I, and I seen something when I came in 2010 when my abuelo, my spiritual grandpa, Pastor Ruben Reyna, was preaching a revival on sin. You ain't hearing me. Come on, somebody. He encouraged me. He said, give it to us. I said, okay. I'm going to try to keep it PG. Who would have thought? And, and, and like Pastor Gino was saying, Stephen, he responded. I'm, I titled this message, Responding to the Call of God. We as men of action need to respond to the call of God. We talked about a servant. Servant, God looks at the heart, not at the outer image, church. Mighty men. Before you can be a man of action, you need to be a disciple. And you need to be discipled. A disciple, and this has been invested in my heart. It's not in my notes, but it's been invested in my heart coming. Because Pastor Ed, you would have thought that he would be doing books. A, a disciple is accountable, number one. He's accountable of his ministry, of where, he, where God placed him. When I came to the home... I went to the home that was my college. I didn't go to college. I didn't go to Bible college. That was, my Bible college was a men's home. It was Victory Life. Now it's called Living Word Harvest Center. I'm grateful for Living Word. I'm grateful. Number two, you must be responsible. Take some responsibility, mighty men of action. That's been invested in my heart. Pastor Edgie, when I came into the first, I came in, I was taking those classes, the 14 keys, unlocking the greatness of your heart. I took them like 50 times. Come on, somebody. And every time, it was different. But there was something different that was taking place in my life that I learned how to let go. Some of you are holding on. Some of you are playing hide and seek with God. Like Jonah. In the book of Jonah, chapter 1. Come on, somebody. In the book of Jonah, because Jonah was trying to hide and trying to pray. A lot of you probably know the story of Jonah. Amen. I got a lot of notes here. And all of a sudden I got a little nervous, but it's okay. Because when you're in the things of God, you're not in control. God is. The spirit of God is. And I'm thankful for Pastor Edgy, Pastor Reuben. I love you guys. Thank you for responding to the call of God. Because if it wasn't for them responding to the call of God, I wouldn't have been respond. I wouldn't have learned or I wouldn't have been here, up here, behind the, uh, God's pulpit. It's a privilege to be here behind this pulpit. In Jonah chapter 1, chapter one verse 1, it says, Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, the great city, and cry out against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah arose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. You ain't hearing me. Come on now. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the, the fare and went down to it, into it, to go with them to Tarshish from the presence 
of the Lord. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your beautiful presence that's in this place. Father, I pray that you lay me aside as I may decrease. I pray for your increase this evening. I pray let your words come out sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing our hearts. And I thank you, Lord, for allowing me to be here, this man of action, this men's discipleship. As we get going tonight, just help me stay on time, Lord. Let, let me not go over my time. I thank you, Lord. Bless this word, Lord. Bless, uh, be my mouthpiece today, Lord. As I, as I pray right now, loosen those words that need to be loosened within me that you got for your people, Lord. For your sons that are here, growing in, the, in your things, God. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, and we all say, amen. amen. Come on, give your Lord a clap offering tonight. Come on, give him praise. Hallelujah. And the book of Jonah begins with the call of God from the prophet. Unlike the others, however, Jonah rejects God's call. Amen. Some of us need to get with the program. We need to start being accountable where God has placed us. I'm talking to the men's home. I'm talking to the church. God, church of the body of Christ. Come on, somebody. God has brought you to his hospital so you can get restored, so he can rejuvenate something inside of you, so he can start something new in you, so you can start doing and responding to the call of God. Amen. How do you respond? To the call of God, know how to take orders. Be obedient to God and to the man and woman of God that God placed in your life. Yes, and I'm saying it. Some of you might not agree with me, but I agree. Because if it wasn't for me being obedient to God and obedient to the man and woman of God... I wouldn't be where I'm at today. Yeah, come on somebody. Serving God, if God looks at the heart, he wants you to serve him wholeheartedly. Not a quarter, not half, not three quarters. Tocho morocho. Amen. Tocho morocho means wholeheartedly. If you're a paisa, come on somebody. I'm half paisa. Gino's Mexipino. <laughs> Mexican. Filipino. <laughs> this imperils, unlike the others, however, Jonah rejects God's call. Foolishly, he attempts to flee of the presence of the Lord, taking a ship to foreign shores in verse, uh, verse 3. See, I know what it is to hide from God. My first year in 2009, I got out from prison doing 10 years, and I went to a home. And it was a second phase home. And I was blessed to be in a second phase home. And I was blessed to be in a second phase home, but I was lukewarm. I was playing with God. I thought I, would go, I can go to the liquor store, down to the outpost market, which was in the Coachella Valley, which were where God play, brought, took us back to open up a church. Come on, somebody. We just got blessed yesterday. We were in a new building, but I'm going ahead of myself. I'm just to let you know, because God got a plan for you. He got a purpose for you. Stick it out in the home. There's purpose in your life. You just got to go with it be obedient to God be obedient to the man and women of God that God has placed you and also be obedient to the leaders that God put in front of you God when I was in a man's home I was there I, I was a second phase I couldn't I, I took advantage of it I played with God my first year so he took me out of my comfort zone. A lot of you know this. I'm saying it. I'm sharing my testimony a little bit. But I went to the men's home. It was a second phase. So I, I was able to go to work. But I, I was at the same time. I had it in my mind that I can do whatever I want. 
and I would go get drunk, and I would come home on the home. You, you ain't hearing men's home. Or the body of Christ. And I went and I took the, my right-hand man, which was Brother James. We would go and we'll go, we go back and start preaching the gospel. Hello, somebody. But how many of you know that I got exposed? God had brought my darkness into light. And I did a month. I was just telling the church this. And I did a month in discipline. I did it. After that, I said, no, I'm gone. It didn't feel right. Didn't feel right because God did not want me to be there no more. He said, you need to get out of your comfort zone. I've been with Pastor Edgy since 2010. Come on, I came into a revival when Pastor Ruben was preaching. Now I'm married. Come on, somebody. We got married. And when we came, this is the thing. Because I learned to respond the call of God. When we came, the first day, I was broken. The second day, I didn't want to come back. Come on, somebody. But I listened to my future wife. Me and my wife came in as adulterers. Pastor Ruben was talking about adultery come on somebody I was talking about sinning come on somebody come on mighty men and then I came and Pastor Edgy said the third day he seen us my wife ran, in, ran, ran to my wife ran to Pastor Edgy oh I want to talk to you I said man thank you Jesus because I don't know how to say it she wasn't my wife at the time but I remember these words he said look uh, we're talking I said okay I'm going to come to you I'm going to come to the home I need to come because before that when I was in another home, we would come to the school of prophets. You ain't hearing me. We had school of prophets. It was Pastor Edgy. He had school of prophets in, in Chino on F Street. And I would go and I would go back. I would be fired up like something taking place. Man, and I, and, I, and I spoke it. And I said to my right hand man, man, I think I want to go over there because there's something that, that, that I like about, about coming, going over there and getting fed and coming back. And God just said, you know what? I said, I got a better plan for you. You just got to. And I was playing with God, and God exposed me, and I came. I've been with Pastor Edgie, and then so we came to, to, uh, to the three-day revival. I came, and the third day, um, we, we were able to receive, and my wife, my, my wife, she was on my wife at the time. She said, this is where we need to be at. So we went to Pastor Edgie. Pastor Edgie gave me some prophetic words, beautiful words. He says, I've been waiting for an art for a long time, and the art that, that was going to come is going to stay here forever. And then he said, come here, babe, come here, babe. I don't know if he remembers, but he called Pastora Sonia. He said, look, where do we want our church at? In Cathedral City. So now we have in a heart right on the street where he grew up. We have, we just went, we have a new building there because we responded to the call of God and we listened. Us as men of action, we need to start listening to God. We need to start listening to the men and women of God. Don't close yourself. We need, to, we need to take orders, learn how to take orders. Amen. Look at Jonah. Jonah was wanted to hide from, from, from God. Amen. He wanted to hide from God. He thought he could get away. I thought I could get away. I was in a men's home, a second phase home. And when I went to the first phase home, you know what first phase home is on F Street at Victory Life. Now it's Living Word Harvest Center. Right there I said, I got there the six months. I was like, I wanted to leave three times. Because I didn't want to leave my selfish ways, mighty man. Come on, somebody. Jonah didn't want to leave his selfish ways. He wanted to do what he wanted to do. When God has a plan for you, when God has, you have a calling in your life, it's not just a calling. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 8, it's a holy calling in our lives. It's a holy calling. And then he said that Jonah was trying to hide it. He went to the, to, the, to the boat. Many of you know the story. But he was going and he tried to hide. But as it comes to it, 
that he used to say how to bow down to God. He's like, you know what? I need to respond to the call of God. I need to call into him. The way he responded, he called into the Lord. The Lord, uh, they threw him out of the boat and he, the Lord put him in a safe place. God has put you in a safe place. You're in a men's home. Stay there. Stick it out. How you see me now? Here I am. I responded, God, here I am. I didn't want to tell God, here I am. Isaiah told, told God, here I am. You didn't hear me? Come on now. Isaiah is probably the best example of one who re- willingly answered the call of God. Isaiah had a vision which, the, which he heard the voice of God saying, Whom shall I send and whom will go for us? Isaiah responds simply, Here am I. Come on, can you say it with me? Here I am. Say it like you mean it. Here I am. Now hold on tight. Because it's, it's a process going through this. Come on, I've been going through this. I've been acting a little weird here and there. I've been con- connecting with my pastor. Pastor, how come I'm feeling like this? It's because you're being blessed. And through the blessings, you got to go through it. You got you to gotta climbing up the mountain. Everybody wants to be on top of the mountain. But going towards the mountains, you're going to see these jewels. You're going to see these pearls. You're going to see these things. You're going to go through these things. As you're climbing, those, 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 those jewels and these pearls and these, these very things are the people that are in need. You ain't hear me? Because we're called here to serve. Serve who? Serve one another. Jonah was on a mission. He said, okay, God, I'm here. He was going to Nineveh to go reach out to those, ex, to those gang members, to those alcoholics, to the people that are in need for Jesus. We're here, we're here in the house of God. We're here all sold out for the kingdom of God, and we're here to serve one another. Jesus didn't come to get served. He come to serve. Isaiah responds simply said, here I, I'm here. Second Timothy chapter 1, I said 1A, I said one, it's 1-9. One he has us as called us to a holy life. Not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. In 2 Corinthians 5.17 says that you are a new creation. The old has passed. The old has passed. Then why are you still acting the same? Do something new. Come on, somebody. Why are you still acting the same, Art? Why are you still acting like a weirdo? Because we responded. We listened to our pastors. We went to that and, and God, he's seen it. God, the man of God seen it. He believed. Pastor, Pastor Edgy, Pastor Ruben, Pastor Manuel, Pastor John believed in us. And who? My wife and I. They seem bigger, better, and greater. Now we are living work Coachella Valley. We're going to take it. There's a lot of work to be done in the Indian Empire, in La Mirada, in Chino Hills, up to all the way to the north, to the south, to the east, to the west. We, God wants to rise up mighty men. What you're going to do? Is your response going to be? Are you going to go hide in the cave? Like David? 
Abraham, Genesis 22:1, God's next words were that Abraham should sacrifice Isaac. When Abraham stepped into his call to be the father of the nation of Israel and the father of all who would inherit eternal life, he followed through on his presence to God. In this verse and this story, Abraham says it again in Genesis when the angel of the Lord stops him from slaying Isaac. In Genesis 3, 31, 11, it said, when God appeared to Jacob in a dream, Jacob said, here I am. Are you going to tell God, here I am, when he comes to you in a dream? Because we're at end times. There's a lot, a whole lot of people having good dreams. Come on, somebody. There's a whole lot of the things that we need to do. We just start serving one another and reaching out to the community and backing up our pastors. See, when you're a disciple of God, you will submit to God. You will submit to your pastors. You will submit to the leaders. When I was in the hall, it was beautiful. God was doing something beautiful. I had to get my selfish ways. I wanted to leave three times. My pastor, the director, and my future wife. She's my wife now. She's serving, she's serving downstairs. You ain't hearing me. Come on, somebody. I didn't have to get permission to come. I told her I'm going to come. She was already coming anyways. <laughs> But I had to say, I had to say, you know what, we got to go, we got to go, we got to do this. I lost my thought right there, come on now. But Abraham, Jacob said, here I am. He went on and leave Laban and began the nation would, would be named after him, Israel, in the later part of Jacob's life. When God told him to move to Egypt in Genesis 46.2, Jacob said it again. God saved all the nation through Joseph when Jacob moved his entire family to Egypt to survive the famine. What about you? Will you tell God, here I am? Because God is interested in rising up mighty men. Are you going to back up your pastor or are you going to complain and talk about him? Yeah, I'm going to tell it. Because there's a whole lot, a whole lot of going on. Oh, I don't like the way the pastor's doing this. Or you get, you get, you get brothers that come in and sisters, oh, well, let's do it this way. I'm like, oh, it was just me. Where's the pastors? Do you want a pastor? Here it is. I learned. I won't be a pastor. And then right away, I'm, I got a beautiful relationship with my pastors. Don't hate. Come on, somebody. If you don't, start. In order for you to be the, that good disciple, a disciple is open-hearted. That's the very first thing the Lord gave me. Because you must be open-hearted to me and to the man and woman of God that I place in your life. My pastor, he was my enemy. He beat up all my homies in, one time in, at continuation school. Black eyes, I have raccoon eyes and everything. They called me, go, go come, and, come, and bring, come and bring the cuete. And I was on the go. It's real. And I pulled up in a, in a, brown, in a brown Rigo. It's a continuation school on Landau. You guys don't know it's a continual city. Pastor Rudy knows. I pulled up and I looked who it was. I was like, nah, this, this is my homegirl's brother. All the homies from, from the hood, they got mad at me because I, I, I didn't do what I was, I was supposed to do. Imagine that. I would have been doing life in prison. Thank you, Jesus. I didn't. Come on now. But look at this, what God done. He brought the man of God into my life, my enemy, to teach me how to become a man. Some of you need to start, stop acting like boys. This is not a boy's discipleship. Come on now. You want to go to a boy's discipleship? It's in Chino. Go ahead. There's a boy's home there too. 
I was acting like a boy when I came into the things of God. Pastor Edgy told me, and I'm not calling you this. He called me this. Because sometimes we come in as men into the house of God, church, and the men's home. He said, stop, be, stop being a lever and man up. You know what lever is. Come on now. I took it as, hmm. And then he said, man up. And then he took me to a sushi because I didn't like sushi. Now I love sushi. Stop being a lever and eat the sushi. Come on now. He took me out to eat. We got to have fun with it. See, when you're a man of action, you come to the things of God, you have fun with it. Come on, somebody. You have fun with Jesus. You're no longer that gang member. You're no longer that alcoholic. Stop believing the devil. The devil's out to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants to rape your mind. The Bible says in Romans 12, 2, do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of the mind. Here I am. Here I am. Who would have thought? I miss discipleship. But you know what? Let me tell you something. I seen it. When I was in the men's home, kid you not. This is the truth. Because I know what it is to be fake. I seen myself when Pastor Edgy will be preaching, when Pastor Ruben, Pastor Manuel, uh, Pastor John, and other leaders, Manuel, uh, Brother Raymond, Grandpa Ray, rest in peace, they'll be preaching. I would say, man, and I'll feel this tugging. See, as men of God, to respond to the call of God, do you believe what God has for you? Are you believing in God? Because we, we must believe that God will do it. So I was sitting there, and I said, man, I could take over the sermon. Pastor Edgy didn't know, but now I'm saying it. And I would be like, man, I wish I could take over the sermon. I got something. It was that tugging the Holy Spirit. Come on, some of you have, have, have filmed that. Come on, somebody. Don't let the devil steal that. You're, gonna, you're called to preach the gospel. You're called to take a city. You're called to take nations. Come on, somebody. You're called, we're called to make disciples. Stop playing with God. Say hallelujah. We need to stop playing with God. God is real. Who would have thought? There's some people that are hating because I'm right here. Hello. I love you too. See, I didn't come to serve just for myself and for my family and my pastors. I come to serve you too. I got my pastors back. I all clean the restrooms. Somebody can't even clean the restrooms. I'll clean the pulpit after, pastor. Come on now. Spitting away. I'm, more, I'm spitting more than I'm talking. Come on, somebody. The good, thing I have, the good thing I have all my teeth, come on now. We got to make you laugh before we can make you cry. Come on, somebody. It's real. Responding to the call of God. Isaiah responded, come on now. Some of us uh, need to just get with the program and stop being that, 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 that rowboat Christian. Have to be pushed all the time. Come on now. Because Jonah went to go hide in the boat. Where did, Je where did Jesus go call the fishermen? From a boat. Come on. Mente para acá. Te tengo algo bueno. We came to the things of God. Pastor man, what's up, prophet? How you doing? I'm like, huh? What's that word? I don't even know how to work a timer. The timer. Just let me know how, what the time. Because, man, I, I, got, I feel long-winded. I feel the spirit of God here. And he's in the house. 
Jesus is in the house. He's here to offer you freedom and your healing. Some of us need to get healed. We've been going through some things. Jesus said, come on, follow me. I'll make your fishes of men. There's better than catching fish. I've never been fishing. I, I, I want to learn one day. Or how about some of us stop acting like a sailboat Christian, always go with the wind. Stop letting the wind move you. Stop letting your problems move you. Stop letting your, your issues, your selfishness. I came in. I know what it is to be selfish. Three times I wanted to leave. And this is what I want to say because the, the Lord spoke through my pastor, through my future wife, and through the director. If you leave now, what makes you think you're not going to leave when I give it to you? And I'll never let it go. That's something powerful that I always keep that's been helping me as a disciple. A disciple is a pupil, a learner. He's a learner. He wants to learn. Learn what? Learn the things of God. Learn how to pray. Jonah learned how to pray. He said, man, I'm going to call. I need to call him to the, this is a safe place. God, Jonah didn't look at it. He probably tripped out because he's in a fish. But he called him to the Lord. He learned to, to, to take advantage of the safe place. The safe place is the God's hospital. The safe place is the men's home. Come on, somebody. I said, number one, number one, we must know how to, how to take orders. Number two, we must know how to work together because as disciples, this is about serving one another. Amen? We need to learn how to respond to the call of God, know how to work with each other. Back up your pastors. Come on, give it a little clap offering as Pastor Manuel comes up and tears it up. I just come to encourage you that God got beautiful things for each and every one of us. God bless you guys. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Can we stand up tonight? Let's go ahead and stand up. And uh, let's give the Lord a big hand clap, man. That was some good. 